1: 2005 Amy Winehouse is an up-and-coming star in the world of soul and R&B. She's constantly performing, growing more comfortable with her audience. The previous year in February 2004, her debut album, Frank, was certified gold in England. Amy Winehouse is everywhere. At the Glastonbury Festival, on the Jazz World stage at the V Festival. And she's in love. As they say, love gives you wings, doesn't it? Love has struck the hearts of Amy Winehouse and Blake Fielder-Civil. They see life in a new light. Together, they feel stronger. Together, they fear nothing.
0: But even though the atmosphere seems to be all about celebration, many drunken conflicts arise between the two lovers.
1: Can Amy Winehouse and Blake Fielder Civil manage to tame their shared demons to escape this chaotic lifestyle?
0: Or on the contrary, will they keep dragging each other down in what could quickly become a downward spiral?
1: You're listening to Love Me, Love Me Not.
0: Amy Winehouse and Blake Fielder Civil, Episode 2 Back to Black.
1: Blake Fielder Civil visits Amy for the first time a few weeks after they met. Tyler James, her childhood friend, a composer, and a performer, is also present. Amy is thrilled to finally introduce him to the love of her life. For the umpteenth time, she lists all his strengths. He makes her laugh, helps her relax, and escape the intense work rhythm that has now become her daily life. As she describes her new romantic relationship, Amy wears a huge smile. She's convinced that they will instantly get along.
0: When Blake Fielder-Civil crosses the threshold, Tyler doesn't quite feel what Amy expected. Even though he keeps it to himself, he immediately has an unpleasant feeling. He senses danger. This man won't uplift his already fragile friend. He's certain of it. A ball of anxiety forms in his stomach. Initially, he can't pinpoint why he has this intuition. Maybe it's Blake's look that catches his attention, his dilated pupils, disheveled appearance, and both nonchalant and nervous attitudes. As soon as Blake arrives, he slumps onto the living room couch and doesn't seem particularly interested in meeting his girlfriend's best friend. He turns on the TV. When Blake offers him a line of Coke, it's the icing on the cake. This proposal confirms Tyler's fears. Blake is unquestionably not good for Amy. Later, he confides in Amy's father that he noticed a change in her. Mitch Winehouse shares his feelings in his manuscript. The day she laid eyes on him, she fell in love, and they were inseparable. He became her center of gravity, around which everything revolved. The beginning of a love addiction
1: Fortunately, despite Amy's strong feelings for Blake and her indulgence in excessive alcohol, she doesn't share his appetite for hard drugs, which she also refers to as chemical drugs. The singer has always had a strong character, and if she engages in certain addictions like alcohol or cannabis, it's by choice. No one influenced or forced her. She stays away from cocaine which plays a significant role in her new lover's life. Tyler is reassured. For now, even though Blake is likely to encourage her drinking habits, Amy doesn't seem ready to follow him down all his dark paths, despite the excessive love she has for him.
0: Before continuing this episode, we wanted to thank you for listening. If you want to continue supporting us, subscribe to Bubba Bum Plus on Apple Podcasts for uninterrupted listening. Or listen to this message from our partner, without whom this podcast couldn't exist. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
1: Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and, 6-1 since that matters, and, what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and
0: dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. In the first year of their relationship, Amy and Blake have frequent and increasingly violent arguments. Much later, in June 2007, The singer admits on the World Entertainment News Network that she becomes physically violent with her husband when she's intoxicated. She says, I've hit Blake when I'm drunk. I don't think I've ever injured him, but still. If he says something I don't like, I'll give him a smack. Blake, on the other hand, is no saint. First, his cocaine and heroin use becomes a growing issue for Amy, who doesn't tolerate their use. Only a few months into their love story, Blake cheats on Amy with his ex-girlfriend. When Amy discovers this, it's a disaster. She who thought she had found the love of her life, someone who would accept her completely, love her with all her flaws, is devastated. For the first time, the couple separates. Amy loses 10 kilos, spending more time at the pub than at home. Without her partner in crime, she feels like an empty shell.
1: However... There is a silver lining in this story. It's 2006 in New York. Amy Winehouse is alongside her producer, Mark Ronson, in the Chung King and Daptone Studios. The singer is finally ready to record her second album. The producer is over the moon. He believes in her so much. She has so much talent, so much to live and create. The singer has an abundance of energy to spare.
0: Or rather, a rage that drives her to write line after line. She just lost her paternal grandmother and her soulmate. She describes herself as being in a state of grief, sorrow, and guilt when she looks back on this period of her life in 2008 in an interview with journalist Claire Hoffman for The Rolling Stone. You can hear it in her voice when she records the track Back to Black, which will also be the project's name. The singer's tone is heartbreaking. The song was written in just two hours. And of course, it speaks of her separation from Blake Fielder-Civil. In the song, she testifies on bluesy notes referring to their first breakup, I died a hundred times.
1: On October 30th, 2006, Amy Winehouse releases her second project, Back to Black, and shatters all records. Her work is once again extremely well-received by the public. Even today, Back to Black is the best-selling album of the 21st century in the UK. Amy solidifies her international reputation. She's recognized worldwide as an exceptional artist.
0: But let's not forget that the title Back to Black doesn't only symbolize success and happiness. Her producer, Mark Ronson, who was present during the 2006 recording in New York, speaks about the complexity of her relationship with Blake in the documentary Amy, released in the summer of 2015. She used to talk to me about Blake and their stormy, intense relationship. She confides in voiceover in the same film, I had these feelings and words floating inside me. If you want to write a song, you have to remember how you felt with him. You have to remember the smell of his neck, remember everything. Her father also mentions in his book, My Daughter Amy. I knew how much her songs drew from her experience and I never wanted to discuss it with her because I knew it was painful.
1: 2007, Amy Winehouse is still at the pub, but this time she meets another man A new chapter seems to be unfolding in Amy's love life. She meets British singer Alex Clare at the Hawley Arms, a place she frequents. Like someone on the run, she throws herself into his arms, heart and soul, after spending an evening with him. Alex Clare seems like a much more balanced young man than Blake, just what Amy needs in her life. For a year, There's no Blake. Finally, say those close to Amy.
0: What if Alex Clare was just a brief interlude in Amy's personal life? What if Blake returned and took an even more prominent place in the singer's life? After all, an obsession is an obsession. It doesn't just disappear like that.
1: Thank you for listening to Love Me, Love Me Not, a Bababam production.
0: The story continues in the next episode. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave comments and ratings on all listening platforms.